It's winter break, winter break, nearly here, nearly here. Winter break, winter break, nearly here, nearly here. The TV's in the classroom. Teachers got the VHS. What could it be? We can hardly guess. Winter break, fun day, finally. In just two hours, we'll be free. All we have to do is watch some Disney crap. But don't worry. It'll all be over in a snack. Well, it's that time of the year again. We're settling in for the holidays and about to take a little winter hibernation. But first, before our break, we have to see what VHS we have queued up to insert on the mobile CRT television in this delightfully wicked classroom to spread some holiday cheer. It's our winter break fun day episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this year on Unbuilt and Unrealized Theme Park Podcast. Um, are you are you excited to see what we, we have to get do? Hmm? Huh? What we're going to have to watch? Mr. Dorman, that I should introduce you? No. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, how are you doing otherwise? <laughs> Was I not supposed to say no there? I, I don't know what you're supposed I'm re- to say. I'm reading off the script. I've been given the script. Yeah. I, I, I'm given, I've been, every episode so far has been entirely scripted for me. Oh, okay. Um, no, I no. I say an original thought so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, how are you doing? I should say. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, uh, it's always great to talk about movies. That's my my forte. We've been talking about fun movies for an oh. uh, incredibly long time. Yeah, you uh, want to talk about movies? I well, love talking about movies. Yeah, and Disney okay, Plus so, has so many good movies, yeah, classic well, movies. <laughs> the, the VHS has been handpicked from a number of Christmas selections from Disney Plus. And here's the decision. The decision is... An Ice Age Mammoth Christmas! Huh? Ice Age, a Mammoth Christmas? Are you are you ready? No. Okay, well, sorry, this is happening. We're gonna be review a <laughs> an Ice Age TV special from 2011. Let's go. Sugar plums! Yellow snow, my favorite! Don't. Just don't. Merry Christmas, my mammals! Your favorite herd is back in a mammoth holiday adventure. Ho, ho, ho! I'm kind of digging the holiday magic. Bam! Would this be a good time to talk about getting off the naughty list? Experience the Christmas magic in 4D this holiday season. Here we are talking about Ice Age, a mammoth Christmas. Can't keep doing this, Ryan. You can't keep making me watch these Christmas movies. This is barely- keep- okay. So this is how it went. So I'm like, what should we review this year? So last year we reviewed Jingle All the Way to starring Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, which, that's right. Yes, which was like 90 yeah. minutes long, and I'm like, you know. There's a lot of trashy Christmas stuff on here, but what if we switched it up and did something different? And recently we were with Alicia Stella talking about Ice Age. And from the general tone that I gathered from you, you have either not seen much Ice Age or we're not a big fan of that. Am I correct? Okay. 
Well, let me let me be a little clear. I have seen the first three Ice Ages, and okay. uh, uh, and I actually owned this movie on DVD. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You, today. you own Ice Age of Mammoth Christmas. I do. I also. I don't. Not. It's not with me right now. Have so I had to watch it? on Disney Plus. No, I'm, I haven't. So it was given to me as a Christmas present, and like okay. the delinquent, d- disobedient, and disrespectful child I was, I just didn't watch it. Uh, I think I was given that and returned to Oz in the same year, and yeah. I don't think I watched either of them. Hell yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, the Ice Age movies are not. I was like most kids, where the first Ice Age didn't phase me, but I was sucked into the second one. And the third one by like cultural osmosis. And by mm-hmm. the time the third one came out, I think I was too old. Because is the fourth one the one about aliens? Or okay, not? so or... it's it's Ice Age, Ice Age the Meltdown, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, uh, which came out in 2009, Ice Age Continental Drift. This special takes place between the third and the fourth one. And in fact, this is pretty much mostly comes out as an advertisement for Continental Drift, which was debuting Mm. the next year and then ice age collision course which was the first one to flop and finally when these flopped that's when blue sky was like okay we're not making these anymore i think i saw kind of i can't remember now yeah and then of course disney buys fox uh and uh disney then is unsure what to do with blue sky pandemic happens and um, ex-CEO Bob Chapek shuts down Blue Sky Studios, has another studio make a Ice Age movie for Disney+, Plus, and then Blue Sky, uh, while they're wrapping up, makes a series of Scrat-themed shorts in which they know it's the last thing they're ever going to make. And Scrat, whose the idea is throughout every single movie, he sets a plot in motion uh, when he is trying to... Uh, eat this acorn that he can, that always seems to elude him. And in this final short, he eats the acorn for once. And that's how the ice age franchise officially ends. Uh, now I have seen every single one. And this is why when blue sky was shutting down, I made it a note to watch every blue sky movie because I was like, well, now I have the chance to watch every single film from a CGI studio definitively. And I thought that was interesting. So I did it. Uh, Most of blue sky studios movies are garbage. Uh, They do make some good movies. I think the original ice age is charming. Um, The movie robots is okay. It's a little obnoxious, but it's okay. And the peanuts movie is great. Yeah. And that is the only positive things I have to say about Blue Sky Studios. I I don't think Blue Sky Studios were ever defined by their storytelling successes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps being like quote unquote pioneers of 3D animation, like budget yeah. 3D animation for right. uh for for movies, but mm-hmm. Yeah, you could definitely see it here. Uh even though this special Ice Age Mammoth Christmas is only partially done i believe a few blue sky animators worked on it probably uh mostly to supervise it and the bulk of the animation was done by real fx who are an animation house who mostly did um famously the book of life for um, oh right 
uh gosh i can't remember his name Sony, wasn't it so- uh, oh, for oh 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 no, no, shit. It's, jorge it's, gutierrez yeah or- thank you thank you thank you yeah. jorge gutierrez who did mayan three and uh so so they they that's that's who did that um this special that we're watching here and it, it, you could tell um it kind of looks a little offish but uh yeah so the ice age movies i once again the first one is charming the rest of them are obnoxious completely obnoxious features uh the best parts are scrat scrat is funny because scrat mostly exists in a world where none of these characters talk and i think that's the biggest problem is the dialogue the dialogue is obnoxious what are your feelings um about this this special specifically is what you asked ice age in general Oh, I'm sorry. I think the the real problem I have with Ice Age is that it's tonally and thematically completely all over the place. The first movie, mm-hmm. I think, plays it more somber than it does anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's dealing with the kid. There's funny moments, but the critical plot beats are quite sad, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second movie is a bit more comical, like Looney Tunes. The third movie is just pure absurd and stupid and annoying once they introduced those two possums by yeah. Josh Peck and someone else. I don't know, even know Sean who the William other one Scott, is. I think is it. Sean is it? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Crash uh, and Eddie are the names. Yeah. Once they introduced those two, um, everything kind of fell apart. And then mm-hmm. everything after that, I think is just cr- yeah. crud, like just stuff mm-hmm. thrown at the wall to yeah. see what would work. And like kids like dinosaurs, kids like, exciting action i guess in the back ends i don't really remember Mm -hmm. um but yeah the the dialogue as it became more mainstream i think was really where this all fell apart Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if i'd say that the dialogue was that bad in the first two movies though maybe you remember better than me yeah i think i do (laughs) what (laughs) that you that that i that uh, uh i'm sorry what you said was I said that I didn't think the dialogue was too bad, but maybe you remember it better. And then very curtly, you said, yes, I do remember. And it was bad. Yes, that is true. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe I was just, maybe I was just young. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I guess the, I think the uh, character designs are nice. Uh, I like mm-hmm. how it looks. I think they're iconic. I don't know. How much more can I say about the Ice Age movies? About the character designs. I think they're a lot. Sid is iconic. He does the family guy intro (laughs) in that one commercial. (laughs) Lucky they're your family guy. (laughs) Coming at your neck. My roommate can do a really good Sid. I can as well. I don't know. The John Leguizamo. You haven't seen that one where he does the family guy thing? Yeah, I think I've seen it once. Put it, and there, put it there's, the, there's also a Family Guy cutaway with Scrat in it, which was just clearly oh, like really? Fox going, "Hey, Seth, can can you do this for us? Where we have a Ice Age movie coming out? Can you do this?" And it's like it's it's like the actual CGI Scrat. It's not like Scrat. In oh, like that's family right. Guy style. It's actually CGI Scrat, and like Peter's yelling at him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's Family Guy. There's no soul there. Yeah. You know what was interesting was in John Leguizamo was in uh Encanto last year, and it was very weird to hear him like be in a movie and not doing this kind of lispy accent. Hey Manny. Hey Manny. 
He, like, he does that in the Mario movie. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have that in the Mario movie. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I, 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 before we get into the the meat of this garbage, uh, I just want to ask: Do you watch animated Christmas specials? We were talking about the Grinch last week. Um, and, yeah, uh, the last Christmas special I remember watching, like actually seeing a commercial getting an era before Christmas was prep and landing prep and landing. They really tried to push that. I, I fell yeah. for it. Hook, line and sinker. And it's mm-hmm. not that interesting. Sadly. I have, I told the story about prep and landing, um, before I, maybe I, think I, I might've told this story. Is this the um, one at, that the Muppet vision or yes, the Muppet vision okay, one, yeah. where, uh, so like the, like, I, uh, they had like a, so they did prep and landing, which was 22 minute special. And then they did a short and then they did prep and landing, uh, the, uh, second special search so, and rescue or something like that. So, so I'm going, uh, I'm at DCA for Christmas and I see that they're doing prep and landing in the Muppet vision theater. And I'm like, Oh cute. I'll get to see this. Uh, sit down for a second. And it was kind of like that moment, uh, where, um, people who didn't know to go see Coco sat down and got the Olaf special and they didn't think it was, <laughs> they didn't think it was, they thought it was a short and it turned out to be a 22 minute special. And I remember sitting there and then an act break happens and they do the thing where the screen goes black and then comes back on. And I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. Am I sitting here for 22 minutes? And yes, I was sitting there for 22 minutes. <laughs> Good for you, Ryan. You managed to be one of the only people to sit through that full thing. <laughs> there, the I think I made the same joke last theater, time, too. Now theater that I was, yeah, it. I probably did. Theater was actually full, which was very oh. funny. Very, very funny. I think people all have the same exact reaction. Like, wait a second, how long is this? <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, animated specials for Christmas are interesting. Uh, you have the mainstays like Charlie Brown and uh, Rudolph. Yeah. And what what other anime specials besides the Grinch, Rudolph? Uh, so the Santa Claus is coming to town, right? I guess Frost. you can say a lot of the Rankin and Bass yeah. stuff. Fro- Frosty, um, yeah. Yep, Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. Um, I it depends on how like short you can call a special. You have the Little mm-hmm. Match Girl by Disney. For yeah. me, the one that I watched every year, my parents I guess bought me again Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas the CGI special. Mm-hmm. So not the ones Upon a Christmas, but the handful of shorts that all look really old and wacky Mm -hmm. Um, that, that I would watch. But I I think besides like Christmas specials, like the syndicated television show, like SpongeBob or um, Chowder or something like that, just cartoons that had Christmas specials. I wasn't really too big on that. Like I know a lot of people, uh, like my girlfriend is incredibly big on the traditions of you watch the Christmas special every Christmas. Um, I was never really like that. Okay. Um, so the, this one I, I didn't watch Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. Uh, television, uh, especially broadcast television, tr- has tried year after year. I don't know if they think, oh, well, maybe this one will stick. Oh, maybe this one will stick. Uh, but they really try hard to like do a new holiday special to see if it comes to make it. And a thing that started happening in the CG era, because the thing about CG is that you could reuse models. And that made doing these specials cheap 
and cheaper. So there's a lot of these DreamWorks Christmas specials and and Blue Sky tried to get on it. Like DreamWorks had Shrek the Halls, or I believe one was called Mary Madagascar. Have you seen any of those? Whoa, you're like awakening memories here that I didn't remember I had. I think I saw Shrek the Halls, but I cannot tell you a single second of that movie. Okay. Mary Madagascar also sounds familiar. Do you want to get really, really depressed? Do you know who directed Shrek the Halls? Not the same guy who directed who who wrote Madagascar 3, was it? No. No, no. okay. Um depressed. I just, I just want want you to witness this fall from grace. Okay? The Go ahead and tell director me. of Shrek the Halls is Gary Trousdale. Who do you recognize that name? I don't recognize it. Might that name. recognize it if I paired it with another person named Kirk Wise. And now what? Gary Trousdale and Kirk Wise, do you know what their this claim to fame is? Incredibly familiar. Hold on, don't tell me it's it's <laughs> Hold on. That name's those both of those names are like burning into my head. Mm-hmm. No, who tell me uh they are the directors of Beauty and the Beast, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I and Atlantis the Lost Empire. I knew it. I knew that. I was like, it, I knew I knew it was like some of the Disney Renaissance stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you know, Martin Scorsese did direct the Ice Age Mammoth Christmas, so it's not like you can't <laughs> dip out of your comfort zone to make a nice, a nice Christmas special. <laughs> This was directed by Karen Disher. Uh, Karen Disher. Let's look up her credits. I'm curious. She, she actually has a Wikipedia page, which is very, very interesting. Um, she actually worked on several um, Ice Age as a storyboard artist. Uh, and uh, she worked on a bunch of like MTV stuff, um, including yeah. Daria and Beavis and Butthead. Awesome. And, yeah, she was a storyboard artist for a lot of uh, Ice Age, uh, Blue Sky stuff. And uh, I'm very, very sad that this was her uh, biggest directorial, their only directorial effort besides a uh, Sid short called Surviving Sid for an Ice Age DVD. I mean, uh, this no, it was like- actually for the Horton Hears a Who DVD. I'm sorry. The the direction on this is not the worst part of it. I'd yeah, say I don't think no. anybody would really question that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they, they they this is very obviously Fox trying to cash in on DreamWorks doing this very similar thing. Uh, this debuts November twenty fourth, twenty eleven, uh, in, on Fox, uh, and. Uh, this this film is this film. What am I calling the film? This special is uh, barely has a plot. Uh, it is very 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 confusing. Uh, the what would you describe the plot as? I guess the like Manny, and he has he has a he has a wife and a kid now, mm-hmm. and the kid is Queen named Latifa. Peaches. Yes, the kid is named Peaches, and Peaches believes in Santa. Manny doesn't. And I don't know how they know about Santa, but they just do. And despite this being BC, of course, they know Christmas, which you could harp on. You could you can make fun of, but uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, By the way, I just noticed 
<laughs> Do you know who the one of the writers of this uh, short was? I know nothing about the credits of this. I chose not to look it up. You chose not to look it up. Uh, Mike Reese is one of the writers. Uh, does the name Mike Reese sound familiar? And of course not. Tell us who Mike Reese is. <laughs> Mike Reese is uh, one of the former showrunners of The Simpsons. He did it with Al Jean um, from seasons uh, three through uh, three, uh, seasons three and four were their seasons. They went on to create The Critic, and um, he wrote several episodes of The Simpsons and stayed on The Simpsons Story Trust for a very, very long time. Uh, and that is Mike Reese. So, jeez. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the writers of this. Uh, he has punched up a lot of these animated films, and not the good ones. Uh, a lot of Illumination stuff. So, I don't know if he's that talented. Uh, I mean, he, hey, it's it's money. He, you know, it's yeah. like you have mm-hmm. to come and yeah, make some money, right? Right. So this 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 special in it, uh, the, the Peaches along with Sid, who's who's like they they have a christmas rock right they have a christmas rock yes the beginning is that they bring a big rock mm-hmm. so they believe in christmas so i i uh, i'm like balancing my head do i be annoying or do i just talk the beginning is that no, they I'm... have an understanding of christmas right Mm-hmm. And they obviously, of course, as the plot discusses, don't have a tree and they don't believe in Santa, but they give gifts. Also, Christ isn't born yet. Yes, but that's, that's like, like a that's a Flintstones thing. I mean, you know, there's there's lots of yeah. Flintstones Christmas stuff. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Poke holes in that, yeah. Yeah. OK, we don't want to poke holes in that. But at the same time, what is the tradition? The tradition seems to be the secular Christmas stuff. Like paganism, uh, I, I guess. I, well, I just Santa, and the <laughs> uh, the joke is the the thing is is that okay, so Christmas exists, Santa exists. However, the whole idea of this special kind of goes on to the whole prehistoric nature, which a lot of things haven't been figured out yet, and they sort of invent them along the way. And uh, the idea is that Sid. Uh, despite being a dumbass, uh, uh, inadvertently creates a Christmas tree. And they have the whole joke where Sid is like, why don't we do a, instead of a Christmas rock, let's do a Christmas tree. And Manny's like, that's stupid. And then Manny, by the way, is of course, Ray Romano, uh, for the, the role that he said that he gets recognized more for than anything else now, which is very sad. It's unsurprising. Uh, Yeah. And of course, Sid, decorates this tree and uh, he puts a star on top of it, but the star kind of boomerangs and shatters this rock and Manny gets mad. So Manny creates the naughty list. So, so he also, so now he creates the naughty list and puts it on Sid and Sid's like, no, I don't want to be on the naughty list. <laughs> and, and uh, he then says to his wife that um, Santa isn't real. Peaches overhears her and she gets mad and runs away and goes, joins with Sid to go to the North Pole. Um, 
I don't. I. I. How do you remember all of this? I watched this last night, and I don't remember. I barely remember any of this. Because the reason why I remember this is I have the Wikipedia page on <laughs> up on here, and it's re- helpfully reminding me. Uh, because <sighs> no, because I one hundred percent am with you. I could barely remember. That's why I brought up the list, this plot, which is fairly detailed. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever wrote this because they are very detailed and it's, it's waking my memory. So of course they go with crash and Eddie, one of the most annoying characters in all of animation. And yeah, they find, they, they find a reindeer whose name is Prancer. And it's a flying reindeer. And who is the voice of the flying reindeer, Mr. Dorman? Do you remember? I Googled this. Oh, that's right. I Yes, yes, the yes, second, yes. The second I heard it. The second yes. I heard that voice, I'm like, fudge. Yes, no. I thought the same thing. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. In fact, when I heard it, I was surprised you even picked the movie because I'm sitting there and I, I was, again, I was with my, my roommate watching it and she's like, I swear that's the lead voice of the Emoji movie. And I'm it's, like, oh my God. It's TJ Miller. It is well, in I, fact the yeah, classic TJ Miller, the pervert. I, I had no idea he was in this. Honest to God, his name is not so unsurprisingly, his name I don't think is in the credits of the Disney Plus page. And yeah, that's no clue he was in this. When I heard him, I was like, "No, you're in this. You're in this." Yeah, a nice emoji movie kind of kind of yeah. piece there. Oh my god! So of course, T.J. Miller voices the reindeer. Yes, and. He flies them to the North Pole. Uh, and then I believe the mammoths, they go and walk out. They go they go to follow them, along with um, the Dennis Leary tiger. Diego, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. OK, so finally they go to get to the North Pole, which has a bunch of multicolored sloth army. I didn't because it, it okay. Didn't this this came out after the second movie, right? Yes, it did. Wasn't uh, the second movie out, the one where Sid had the big army of sloth friends? I don't he remember. was like the president or the king of the sloths, and they sing. Yeah, the song. but they don't. They don't seem to recognize that. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's the same. But I don't doubt that when they were producing the special, they're like, oh well, people really like that. So put that in this. Yeah, you know, people will recognize. They it won't be the same thing but it'll remind people of the thing that they like. And mm. also we can take the model of Sid and very lazily crunch it down a little bit smaller. And I wrote and this use down. That. Do, you, do you know what the, the sloth army called themselves? I don't know what the sloth army called themselves. And you're going to be very mad when you hear this. Okay. They call them the Sun, the Santa Raj. <laughs> the the Santa Raj? Get it? Like entourage? Oh, <laughs> oh boy! I didn't. There's a maybe there's a reason why I didn't get it. Oh, that, it didn't make any sense until you explained it. Like I actually thought I was having like a stroke. Yeah, because I was like, "What is this? What is a Santa Raj?" Okay, so 
these these multicolored SIDs that look really bad in the background. That's mm-hmm. one thing I will say. Like obviously it's a TV special, so the budget isn't the same as a movie. But without the rendering power and the money to make the fur look any good on any of the models, it all looks really like jagged and clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly low fidelity, and Sid mm-hmm. especially is like puke oh, green bad. until he literally is puke green at one point. And this this but special he... is eleven years old, and I think from the screenshots I've seen, the Buck Wild short looks worse. That looks worse. Yeah, like I don't know how that's <laughs> possible, but it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe it's because they they Blue Sky probably actually gave the actual models to. Uh, real fx and that's why it looks a little better but whatever uh so <laughs> oh my goodness i'm uh, looking through that buck wild thing wow you're right it does look hundreds of times worse yeah it's bad uh so <laughs> uh anyways um they, they they then meet santa and santa is like in this tiny little shed and he sounds not like any santa ever yeah, he but really does sound sounds, like just a guy. It, it seems so a little bit. I was like, who the hell is this guy? It's Billy Gardell, who is Mike from Mike and Molly. And he's just doing a Yonka uh, accent. And I'm like, who? What? Why? Why? Why is this happening? Uh, I, is he? So is Mike and Molly on, on Fox? Uh, no. I uh, it's not. No, I don't believe it was. I think it was CBS. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's that, yeah. okay, That's even worse. Because I would have yeah, thought, exactly. like, oh, maybe they just had someone on payroll. Yeah. Who was in oh, the? Wasn't that? It was just the fact that it's just like they chose him to be Santa. It's such a weird choice. So, number one, <clears throat> they 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 uh, something happens where they cause an avalanche, and. Uh, Santa's workshop or a tiny little shed and all his presents and all his work get like gets all ruined. And Santa invents the naughty list because Maddie talks about, it. he's like, you know, she's like, he's like, Oh my God, Santa's real. And peaches is like, Oh, and the naughty list, is that real too? And Santa is, it's, it is now you're on it. <laughs> it's like, Okay. Uh, but uh, my favorite line <laughs> was when Prancer shows up and Diego is there and he goes, reindeer can fly here. <laughs> and you know what my thought immediately came to? They, they fly, fly now? now? They that fly was actually now? my first thought, too. Not- it was like in the it was in the back of my head, like uh, <laughs> an uncontrollable poison. I was yeah, like, I just said now? it right out loud. Like, they fly now? They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so anyways they they then decide to band together to fix up the north pole and make presents to make everything right and they sing a ver- like a parody version of deck the halls and a big joke running joke in this is they're like deck the halls and then one of the crashing eddie kids goes what's a hall and they're like, what's a season? And it's like, motherfucker, you just said Feliz Navidad like two seconds ago. What, what are you talking about? There you, were parts of that song I thought doing, were endearing. Yeah, there, there's there's anachronisms like going on all through this. 
And just now you're going to point out, oh, it's prehistoric times. We don't know what this is. I'm sorry. I like Imagine- how uh, they couldn't get Ray Romano to sing, so he just talks, talks? his lines through. Yeah. Oh, he does a little bit of singing, actually. I shouldn't yeah, say there's that. There's some really bad singing in this. I like that. that. Just like the Dennis Leary trying to sing is so hilariously bad. I think that's cute. I just wish that the rest of the movie wasn't so awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I did. There is a point in the movie where Prancer is like, I can't do it by myself and leaves. And there's this two second <laughs> false conflict. And that's I guess really watching it's it. Like, well, he'd left. <laughs> well, you watch it and you think about it and you're like, I didn't think that Prancer had like a, a thing where he was ego driven and needed help. Like he just, his character completely flips on a dime and it's like, okay, now he's going to get do a fake out that he mm-hmm. can't do it by himself. So he could have just said, Hey, I'm going to get my family. But he's like, I can't do this alone. Bye. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like this completely new plot line that explodes as soon as it starts. And it's like, oh, it's all right. I guess if you don't want to motivate the character. Okay. So when he leaves, I, uh, and like, I'm like, okay, cool. How much do I have left? Five minutes. I have five minutes left on this. And it goes to an act break. They actually act break for this. I'm like, oh my my God. No, 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 I thought that. I thought it was over. I th- honestly thought it was halfway through, to be honest with you. Like, I, I was like, oh, an act break. There hadn't been one before. I guess this is the commercial thing. And I checked the timer, and there's only five minutes left. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, why bother at this point? Why introduce, like, a, yeah. even if not like a long conflict, but a quasi <laughs> moment of hero's fall? Okay. You know, oh, so, of course, we have to put conflict so, in. Okay. So Santa has more gifts than usual, by the way. And has, and so they need somebody to fly the sleigh. No. My question is, how did they know about Santa before this? I don't know. If he, yeah, but this is like all those other Christmas movies where Santa's real. Like, I guess the parents just buy their kids gifts. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Is they're trying to both create an invention of all this stuff, yet all this stuff already exists. It's stupid. Stupid. It's stupid. Okay. Uh, So he comes back with his family, of course, with the reindeer, um, and. Uh, then Santa leaves and everybody goes on the nice list, even Sid. And of course, we had a running gag where, of course, Scrat was trying to get the acorn. Um, the one laugh that this special gave me was a Scrat sequence. And it was that where he has the acorn and he goes to bite it, but it's actually a spider. And I did that like that one. Laugh. Yeah, I, I like liked. that one. Yes. And I laughed. Of course, Scrat gets a present and it's a acorn, but it's a nesting. It's like a Russian nesting doll. And he keeps opening up their little, little acorn. And it comes a tiny acorn, like a really tiny acorn. He goes to eat it and the wind blows away and he goes to grab it. But the reindeer's reins, like, I guess, like get caught on him. And he's just constantly getting kicked by the reindeer. Again, Scrat is always the best part of these things because he doesn't it's have just, any dialogue. Exactly. That that yeah. absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so that is Ice Age, a man of Christmas, and it sucks. Yep. I mean, this is the thing is like sometimes we watch these movies and I feel like I have a lot to say about them. In these cases, I got I mean, it's just nothing. It's like a nothing movie. It's a movie you watch before the weekend starts on a Friday night, because Fox told you to. Yeah. And then when the channel's about to flip to family guy, your parents say no and turn it (laughs) off. 
Right. Exactly. It was, it's just, it's, it's like, uh, it's a speck. You don't even think about it. And uh, we decided to dedicate <laughs> uh, your time to listening to us talk about it. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if anyone has listened so far, you've basically seen the whole short. Yes. There's a yeah, part where um, they're looking for Santa and they go up the North Pole. And I felt like I had been there for a thousand years in one second. <laughs> it was the most arduous time in my life. But they have peppermint bark. <sighs> the part where the prancer flies away looks like they took a JPEG and just kind of mm-hmm. made it smaller. It doesn't. No, n- none of it yeah. looks good. The backgrounds all look flat and awful. Mm-hmm. It looks really bad. Oh, it looks um, bad. Any character that is in the background has their frame rate like halved and the lighting engine doesn't work back there. Mm-hmm. So like if you look at there's this one shot where all the people are standing together and there's the little Santaraj building presents in the background. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a little laugh at myself because it just looks so underbaked and unfinished. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it It's inoffensive of all the christmas movies you've ever had me watch this is probably the most inoffensive mm. okay. i regret watching it but it's, it's inoffensive that's good because like, you know <laughs> go ahead go ahead well, i was gonna say jingle all the way is at least funny and santa paws was unbearable but this was this is fine this is fine mm-hmm. I would, you know i'm never gonna seven, watch it again did you know that 7.1 million viewers watched this in 2011 holy shit <laughs> holy shit seven million people watched this yes and some of them bought it on dvd for their ungrateful children <laughs> Is there i got a pictures on that dvd that's okay next time i um next time i'm back home I, I, i'll actually i need to look for that maybe if there's an update i can have you post it on the twitter okay. um but I don't I don't think so. I think it was just one of those like cheapo CVS DVDs where it's like a white case, the video file subtitles, maybe mm-hmm. like a menu game or something like that. Yeah. But I, I don't think there was any documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I know that surprisingly, and I could never find a copy, The Secret of the Magic Gourd or whatever oh, did have like right, a documentary yeah. on the disc. Right. I remember that. Baby. Um, that movie uh so i don't even remember that i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so would you recommend this over uh jingle all the way to no no oh really okay no absolutely not because like i'm trying to think of a good way to put this at the very least when i was watching jingle all the way to i remembered some things and I didn't feel any emotions because of the movie, but it was enjoyable to laugh at it. Mm. Merry Salsa. Is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a happy Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Ramadan. Or, and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, Merry, Sol- uh, like a winter, happy winter solstice. And he says, happy winter salsa or something. That's like that. right. That's yeah. right. Because it's not woke because it's one of the non woke. We right. should have watched the new Santa Claus. Oh my God. No. That's not woke and love Satan somehow. <laughs> it managed to piss off both sides. It's the Bob <laughs> Chapek of Disney series. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. Um, yeah, I wonder how that. Have you seen that? I saw the first two episodes and I did not care for it. Yeah. 
not surprising. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen's just such a great actor. Yeah. All of his roles <laughs> recently have been so good. He should have been in Lightyear. Can't he really should have. Him. Yeah. Yeah, that movie would have been like an umpteenth more awful if he was in it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, the, the thing I'll say about the Larry, the cable guy at the very least, like you watch it and you sit back and you, you ask yourself, how could this be made? This is just God awful. I get why this was made. It was a commercial for a series that pretty much it was all Fox had animation wise. Um, mm-hmm. they were really clawing at the bottom of the barrel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you watch it and you're like, man, I guess a kid is going to like this. Maybe. It's mm-hmm. so inoffensive and bland yeah. that I just like, I would recommend people watch jingle all the way too. not because mm-hmm. it's good, but I recommend you watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun time if you're yeah. bored, but I don't <laughs> recommend anybody ever watch this. This should just go down in the annals of history as lost media. You're right. No, I agree. Because it's agree. worthless. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't really have anything much else to say about this thing. I really do. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, God, just whoever wrote the dialogue. I guess it would be Mike Grace. Like, man, you, you, you did are responsible for a lot of funny Simpsons episodes, but could you just never write anything again, please? Well, was, thank I'm you. sure Fox didn't help. Like, I'm sure Fox and Blue Sky, like the people there, it, yeah. it was a constant trend amongst their movies when they were writing dialogue that it was yeah, pretty obnoxious bad. as possible. Pretty much, yeah, because they're targeting a very specific crowd of yeah. stupid kids. It's true. Um, it's true. The dumbest and, kids ever, who are all much, much better than, right? Uh, yeah, all who, much, yeah, we're all better, better than, and we know more, because we're not stupid little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb, snot-nosed, annoying kids <laughs> who don't know art. <laughs> I, I, wonder, I wonder what parents think of Ice Age, because you hear sometimes parents say, Oh well, you know, I my kids brought me to this movie, and I didn't. I, it wasn't for me, but I enjoyed it. Like it was funny. There were parts. I wonder what parents think of Ice Age. I think my parents, if I remember correctly, say they hated it. Yeah, probably. I'm getting yeah. guess. Either they hated it or they don't remember it. That's my guess. As long as those little brat kids know that we're superior to them in every yeah. way. <laughs> we don't watch this trash. No. We watch the Marvel movies, grown-up stuff. Speak for yourself. I, I did not see Black Panther, and I probably will never for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not the masterpiece people are saying, but whatever. This is not the Marvel podcast, and we should probably not get into it. Hooray! Um, <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays, yeah. everyone! All right, all right, yay! Well, thank you so much for joining us for another Winter Break Fun Day. Uh, as I did say last week, we will be back in mid-January with a brand new series. I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, So we will see you uh, in just under a month. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at Unbuilt Pond. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail, Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Over this holiday season, please uh, take a look on our Twitter. I will tweet at it again after this episode. But please uh, look for our Discord. You can join the discussion over there. Uh, feel free to email us at unveilpod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor, wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing if you don't like us. Thank you for listening to With Gurley and Russ. I'm Matt Gurley. Uh, have a happy holiday and happy new year, everybody. Merry Salsa.
Wait, wait. The reindeer fly up here? Oh, they fly now! They fly now? They fly now!